17-year-old Kien de los Santos was just like any other boy living in Caloacan City. From his posts on social media, one could see he was short and lanky. He wore a lot of loose sandals and shorts. He took great care with the lighting and angle of the selfies he posted on Facebook. When he smiled, he doesn't show his teeth. From family and friends, the portrait of an obedient son and a happy teenager emerges. Kian, or Ian to people close to him, manned the family Sari Sari store, which sold notebooks, notepads, ball pens, pencils, and other school supplies to the families in the area. While minding the store, he would dive into YouTube. Watching and rapping along with flip-top battles and the latest music videos as he sweated in the afternoon heat. Kian, by all accounts of the people who knew him, was a good boy. When customers bought pencils, he sharpened it for them. He shared his phone screen with other children in the neighborhood, enjoying the company as he watched the latest viral video on the internet. He diligently followed the orders of his uncle and father whom he lived with, while his mother worked as a domestic helper in Saudi Arabia. Among his many dreams, Kian wanted to be a policeman. But, in the end, it was in the hands of policemen that he died defenseless, in a dark, dead-end alley in his own neighborhood. Hello, I'm Rambo Talabong, Rappler's police and crime reporter. This is Rappler's crime podcast, Criminal. In this podcast, we revisit crime stories that are significant in understanding Philippine politics and society. This is our pilot episode, where we will dive into the case of Kian de los Santos. Let's start with the backdrop for this boy's story. The case of Kian de los Santos did not happen in a vacuum. It is August 2017. The drug war rampages through the country as it did when it started a year before. The police follow the order of President Rodrigo Duterte, who in July 24 delivered his State of the Nation address. I have resolved that no matter how long it takes, the fight against illegal drugs will continue because that is the root cause of so much evil and so much suffering that weakens the social fabric and deters foreign investments from pouring in. The fight will be unremitting as it will be unrelenting. And unrelenting it is. What the president wants, especially from the Philippine National Police, the president gets. Police officials launch a flurry of police operations, buy busts, drug stings, one-time big-time drug operations. Tokhang. A day after Duterte spoke, police killed two drug suspects in Cainta, Rizal, 
in what they claimed was a shootout in the middle of a busy thoroughfare. A witness of the incident, a traffic enforcer, says he saw the two suspects fleeing before cops shot them down. Barely a week after Duterte's address before Congress, cops mount an anti-drug operation against Azami City Mayor Reynaldo Parohinog, which leads to a bloodbath. The operation kills the mayor and 14 others, including his wife, his brother, and his sister. For a full day on August 15, Bulacan police conduct what it costs quote-unquote a one-time big-time operation, which results in the killing of 32 people and the arrest of 107. It was, and still is, the highest number of drug suspects killed in a single day in the Philippines. They are all accused of fighting back. It is a season of killings when police find Kian de los Santos. Let's first look at the police account, contained in a report after the operation. August 16, 2017, nighttime, 8.45 p.m., Caloacan City. This is the account of Police Officer 3, Arnelo Juarez. Juarez says they were conducting a one-time big-time operation in Caloacan City. Juarez is part of an 11-man team from the 7th Precinct. Their target was Block 7, Riverside, Barangay 160, the neighborhood of Quien de los Santos. It is a neighborhood of lower middle class to poor families, what the pollsters call Class C and D. The village is a sprawling network of unbuilt roads and tight alleys filled with houses that are mostly unpainted. It is bordered by a river. They walk in. To cover more ground, they decide to divide themselves into groups. Juarez ends up with Police Officer 1, Jerwin Cruz, and Police Officer 1, Jeremias Pereda. A civilian informant joins them to guide them in the area. After passing by a basketball court and making a couple of turns in the alleys, they see quote-unquote several male persons who were scampering away after sensing the operation. This prompts them to give chase. As they pursue the man, Oares and his companions repeatedly identify themselves as policemen. But the men do not halt. They eventually reach what was a quote-unquote narrow road blocked by a concrete fence bordering Valenzuela City. And then, shots are fired at them from the left side. It came from one man with a pistol. Oares chases the gunman and shoots back, killing him. When he approaches the gunman, he finds two sachets of shabu. The gunman in Juarez's story is Kian de los Santos. The narrative is all too familiar. By that time, over 4,500 Filipinos have been shot dead in police operations across the Philippines. The accusations are eerily similar. Cops try to make an arrest but are forced to kill the suspects because the suspects fight back. The evidence show proof of the criminal activity of the dead suspects, but are invariably the same. Rusty pistols lying right next to a person's hand, drug sachets tucked into shorts, marijuana leaves sealed inside bags. Kian de los Santos's case could have ended the same way, with law enforcers calling the operation a success, his death just another forgotten statistic. But Kian de los Santos's case is different. A camera was rolling. You're listening to the pilot episode of Criminal, Rappler's Crime Podcast. 
How is it so far? If you want to listen to other cool and informative audio, check out other Rappler podcasts on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. This crime podcast wouldn't have been possible without your support. If you haven't yet, support Rappler by joining our community called Rappler Plus. Rappler Plus believes in speaking truth to power, using technology for the greater good, to power communities to action. Go to rappler.com slash plus for more details. How is Kian's case different? And why did the police version of events quickly fall apart? A CCTV camera in the basketball court catches two men flanking a boy, pushing his head down, and dragging him across the area's basketball court. A couple of bystanders watch. The man on the left wears a black hoodie, while the man on the right wears a brightly colored cap. The footage is in black and white, but it is enough to demolish the official narrative. This is the story that witnesses tell. At around 8pm, Kian finishes dinner, then walks to a friend's house. He leaves and walks to a neighborhood Sari Sari store. He interacts with friends and neighbors. There, the police find him. They frisk him and find nothing. Without any provocation, they beat Kian up and drag him through the court, towards a muddy dead end near the riverbank. The walk is over a hundred meters. Kian begs for them to stop and to let him go. Fear stops witnesses from stepping in. Kian begs again. Tama na po. Tama na po. May test pa ako bukas. Enough. Please. I still have a test tomorrow. He does not make it to the next day. Kian is found in that dead end by the river. The position of his body suggests he had been kneeling and had fallen face forward, his head in a mound of mud, clothing scraps, and plastic waste. On his left hand, still held firmly after the fall, is a black pistol. He was shot three times twice in the head and once in the back. Kian did not fight back. Witnesses say he was murdered. The police say it gathered information that Kian de los Santos, if not a drug user, was a drug runner for his family. The story of a young boy who watches over his family's Sari Sari store captures the imagination of Filipinos. The video of his last moments is watched across the nation reported by all the major news networks. Patayang isang grade 11 student sa Oakland, Galuga sa Kaloocan kagabi. Ayon sa investigador, una umanunga nagpapotok si Kian Lloyd Los Santos. Hindi na matutupad ang pangarap na maging pulis ng 17 anyos na anak ni Mang Saldi na si Kian Lloyd de Los Santos. Duguan at wala ng buhay na nakasubsobang mukha ni Kian Lloyd sa putikan dahil sa tama ng bala. His classmates and teachers talk to reporters. In tears, they all say the same thing. He is not into drugs. He only cares for his school and YouTube. His father, shell-shocked, tells TV crews Kian was a good son, an obedient son. He can't fathom why anyone would kill the boy. The hashtag Justice for Kian trends on Twitter two days after his death. Several probes are launched to look into Kian's case. The Senate holds an investigation. 
Malaki po ang kalaban natin, mga kasama. Hindi lang po tatlong o kung ilang tiwaling pulis, kundi ang isang malawakang polisiya na nagpapahintulot ng mga patayan sa ngalan ng tinatawag na War on Drugs. The PNP holds an investigation. Basic yan, maminordidad na yan o hindi, basta hindi nagpost na ito sa buhay mo, hindi ka binabaril, bakit mo babarilin? The NBI and the Public Attorney's Office hold an investigation. The Commission on Human Rights holds an investigation. Even the Office of the Ombudsman and the Integrated Bar of the Philippines launch their probes. No other drug killing has captured the attention of the public. Kian was a reminder of what could happen to our sons, our nephews, our brothers, and a culture of hate and violence. Grilled during a Senate hearing, Kalaokan police say they obtained information on Kian's alleged drug links through social media. Kian tests negative for gunpowder on both hands. He had not fought back. He had not fired a gun at all. According to the ballistics report of the police, Kian was killed by the officer who led the operation. It is the same cop who wrote the police report. Police Officer 3, Arnel Juarez. On August 25, nine days after Kian's killing, the public attorney's office files before the Department of Justice murder and torture complaints against Caloocan policemen PO3 Arnel Juarez, PO1 Jerwin Cruz, and PO1 Jeremias Pereda. The PAO also files murder and torture complaints against the station commander, Chief Inspector Amor Cedillo. Charges against Cedillo are dropped by the Department of Justice. It says there is not enough proof to prove the commander's conspiracy. Cedillo is removed from his post and transferred to another police station. The case against the three policemen prospers and reaches the regional trial court in Caloocan City. The trial lasts 11 months from January to November 2018. By Philippine standards, where cases last years, even decades, this is a swift trial. In court, the police try to discredit the video evidence. The accused admit they were the men in the video dragging a boy between them. But they claim the boy in the CCTV camera is not the same boy they killed for assisting arrest. In the end, the court convicts the three for murdering Kian. Here's an excerpt of the 35-page decision penned by Judge Rodolfo Azucena Jr. The court commiserates with our policemen who regularly thrust their lives in zones of danger in order to maintain peace and order and acknowledges the apprehension faced by their families whenever they go on duty. But the use of unnecessary force or wanton violence is not justified when the fulfillment of their duty as law enforcers can be affected otherwise. A shoot-first-think-later attitude can never be countenanced in a civilized society. This is the first time that a court belies the police claim that a drug suspect fought back. It is also the first-ever conviction of policemen for murder in the deadly anti-drug war of the Duterte administration. The judge sentences the three to reclusion perpetua, which means imprisonment for 20 to 40 years without parole. With the decision comes the next question. Was it enough? Was justice served? In many ways, the killing of Kian de los Santos is no longer just about one case. It has become a symbol, 
and it took on a different meaning depending on who was talking. For the Duterte administration, it's proof that there was a reckoning for abusive cops in the drug war. It's proof that the Philippine justice system is working. Well, it is a triumph of justice. It shows that this country has a robust judicial system. It also shows that in the sauna speech of the president the first time, he said, when he declared war on drugs, those who will abuse their authority will have hell to pay. Critics, on the other hand, had warned that Kian's case would just become a token prosecution. They say the conviction of killer cops is an exception in the flawed justice system, rather than the norm. One lawyer from the International Commission of Jurists, Emerlyn Hill, says, quote, The conviction of perpetrators in one case is not adequate to show this. There have to be more convictions, and the killings have to stop. End quote. What does the family of Kian believe? I spoke to his uncle, Randy De Los Santos. Hello, Sir Andy. Hi, uh, hi. Kamusta? Bear with me because there will be a lot of background noise. I asked him two questions. Itong judgment at saka verdict na guilty itong tatlong mga polis, ang sabi ng gobyerno, isa lang itong pagpapatunay na gumagana ang justice system ng Pilipinas. Isa lang daw itong pagpapatunay na ang war on drugs merong mekanismo ang gobyerno para linisin ng mga polis. Naniniwala ka ba dito? Um, marahil sasagutin ko yung tanong mo ng tanong din. Paano po kaya kung hindi ako o hindi nag-insist ang pamilya na kunin ng CCTV? Paano po kaya kung hindi namindigan ang pamilya na ipaglaban ang katotohanan? Paano po kaya kung ang pamilya ay uh, hindi nangalap ng ebidensya? Paano po kaya kung ang pamilya ay hindi tinigatan ng mga pistigong ito? Nasaan na po kaya ang kaso? Paano po kaya kung ordinary na, ordinary, kagaya ng ibang mga napapatay, uh, hindi nakakuha ng, 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 ng pansin na nasa media, hindi po nakakuha ng CCTV upang magtila ko, oh, kuminto tayo sandali. Kaya tingnan natin maigi. Kung nasaan ba? Totoo ba talaga yung report na ito? Totoo ba yung nangyari? Diba? Paano po kaya kung wala lahat ng iyon? Masasabi po ba natin na na dumagana yung batas? As of January 2020, the government counts Kian among 5,600 drug suspects who were killed by the police in anti-drug operations. He is a victim of the drug war, which has been described by the report of United Nations High Commissioner for Human Rights, Michel Bachelet, as, quote, without due regard for the rule of law, due process, and the human rights of people who may be using or selling drugs. Bachelet adds, the Philippine justice system is failing most of those whose family members were killed. Before Kian became the symbol of injustice and the reckless disregard for life in the state-sponsored drug war, Kian was a boy whose life revolved around school and home. Had he not been killed, he would have turned 20 on May 26 this year. I was reminded about this while I spoke with Randy. 
which made me ask my last question. 20 years old na sana ngayon si Kian. Ano yung ginagawa niya ngayon kung buhay pa siya? Uh, ang plano ng baba ay mag-ano, mag, tumasok bilang sa, sa Lourdes na sa kanyang school din kasi may legit on. Pero sabi nga niya, kung hindi kakayanin ay uh, patry niyong mag uh, magmekaniko ang mga motor, yung mga kaibigan din sa namin mga motor eh. Kasi nauuso niya yung nakaraan din ang rin bibili ng motor, tapos tumutulong din siya dito sa kabibay niya mag-change so oil, change oil ng motor. So siguro, yun ang, yun, yun ang palagay ko na ginagawa niya ngayon kung buhay siya. Ano kaya si Kian? Hindi din pulis ba siya? Ano bang kinagukasay niya? Tinukol niya na yung pangarap eh. 